Welcome, awesome listeners, to the New Nudist Podcast. I am your host, Scott Klein. This is the podcast for people curious about the nudism and naturism way of life. If you've been thinking about trying out nudism, if it's been a bucket list thing for you, then this is the podcast designed to give you what you need to know in order to try it out. If you've already been a nudist, this show is for you too. We hope you learn more about the movement and get more out of your nudist practice. Well, hey there, nudies. I hope wherever you are, you are either enjoying some nudie time or making plans to. I actually have quite a few listeners in Australia, and so want to give a shout out to my Aussie listeners. And uh, all of you are probably beating those of us in the US, Canada, and the UK in the all over tan department right now. And uh, just know that we are kind of jealous. So for today's show, we're going to talk with Rick Sloan. Rick is a frequent contributor to Anner's monthly magazine, The Bulletin, and an advocate for family nudism. We'll hear about his nudist journey and what led him to found the Kids Camp for Nudist Children in Ohio. He has a special message for parents who are thinking about introducing their children to family and social nudity. It's a long interview, so that's all we're going to cover today. Please stick around for episode 20 of the New Nudist Podcast. Those of you who have been listening to the show for a while know that I'm interested in the future of nudism and naturism. Where do we go from here? What does the next generation of nudism and naturism look like? And where will they take this movement? Well, I believe that part of the answer can be found in family nudism. When families practice nudism and naturism together, several things happen. They play together. They celebrate the bodies that they've been giving, often changing bodies. Parents show their children that there is no shame in nudity and that it's okay to love the body you have. Children develop a healthier sense of body image than their textile peers, and, and the list goes on. We're going to be exploring this topic quite a bit on this show. And we're going to start today with an interview with Rick Sloan. For those of you who uh, read the Bulletin, which is Anner's monthly magazine, Anner is the American Association for Nude Recreation, you'll recognize Rick as a frequent contributor and a champion of family nudism. Rick even helped co-found the annual Kids Camp at Cedar Trails Naturist Retreat in Ohio. Rick and I connected recently uh, to talk about family nudism, the kids camp, and his own experience with nudism and his family. It's, it's a longish interview, and he had so much to say that I wanted to share it all with you. So I hope you enjoy my interview with Rick Sloan. Rick Sloan, thanks so much for being on the New Nudist podcast today. Well, thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to discussing things with you. Yeah, you know, I've uh, I've been a big fan of reading your articles in uh, the Bulletin that's published by Anner. And uh, so I'm really, I'm excited that we get a chance to talk today and uh, partic talk particularly about family nudism and your sort of perspective on it. So but for those of you, uh, those of our listeners who might not be as familiar with you, without obviously disclosing anything you don't want to keep private, tell me a little bit about yourself. 
Well, I'm uh, first and foremost a father of two lovely young ladies. Um, and I have an interesting, um, interesting perspective on this family nudism aspect because I am the founder and developer of a youth camp for nudist children. And um, so I'm also a small business owner. Uh, so I am self-employed. And uh, as you mentioned, I am uh, a regular columnist uh, with the bulletin um, where they had asked me if I would contribute and publish an article from time to time. Uh, I try to get one in every month. Sometimes I don't make it, but, um, but that's, uh, that's about the size of it. So uh, tell me, how did you first get into nudism? Well, that's an interesting thing. Uh, with me, it wasn't perhaps like it is with a lot of folks who, uh, I know uh, a very typical story on your show might be uh, a, a couple who um, sort of takes a deep breath and jumps in with both feet and joins uh, or visits a resort or something. Yep. Uh, with me, it was a little more organic, I suppose. Um, right out of high school, or, or I should say maybe the last year of high school, was probably my first real social nude experience. Um, my close-knit group of friends from high school, um, my then girlfriend, later wife, um, and our little bunch used to do a lot of camping. And, uh, and it, it was just sort of the natural uh, thing on a river in the middle of nowhere in Arkansas that uh, we would tend to shuck our clothes and skinny dip and just enjoy the sun lying on the boulders. And um, we genuinely thought nothing about it whatsoever. I mean, we were all very close friends. And um, so that, that really was probably my first um, real experience with others, so to speak. And um, beyond that, as I aged, uh, I did visit a nude beach uh, with with that wife, and then later with my present wife, and um, we have visited beaches. Um, but it probably wasn't until we actually had children that I began to actually identify as a nudist, mm. a, as a naturist, uh, someone who um, would prefer to be nude. Uh, then closed, if, if at all possible. Well, and, and so uh, you, you, I guess uh, the wife you now have, how did she get into nudism as well? Did, and, and how did that conversation go when you first told her that, that, was, that nudism was a, you know, a, a, a passion of yours and a thing for you? Well, again, at that point uh, when she and I were married, I was not actively sort of uh, what I might call a full-time nudist. And so it was still a little bit of exploring and visiting. And um, so our first experience together uh, was um, a walk out into the woods to a little clearing I knew of that she and I could go do some sunbathing and just be alone. Um, what a great and, way to do that. 
Yes, and uh, and then later, um, the kind of the typical story you hear uh, on vacation, uh, Miami. <laughs> Hallover. So we uh, yeah. definitely uh, took in Hallover Beach and uh, enjoyed that uh, for a day. And and I remember her saying um, that it for her it wasn't nearly as weird as she thought it would be was was i sure. believe the comment and um and after that we looked for more opportunities um so again it was a little more organic than just saying hey let's do this nudist thing and start actively going everywhere we go is going to be a nudist menu and it really wasn't that way it yeah. was just a little more organic than that well, I'd like to get to kids camp, but first, uh, you know, want to ask, how did you get your own daughters into nudism? And, you know, what did what did they think about it at first? Well, there sort of wasn't an at first for them. Uh, did by they sort time, of start off at it? <laughs> exactly, because um, my wife and I waited uh, until we could afford to have children. Uh, and be able to do the things we'd like to be able to do for and with our children. So we had our children a little later. By then, it was pretty common, uh, especially for me. We were on a 109-acre uh, a farm in Kentucky at this point, and it was pretty common for myself to be running around nude pretty much all the time. Yeah. And... Um, so it just sort of naturally followed that when we began having children, they were allowed to be nude um, whenever they wanted to be. Um, so for them, they and, and I was the hands-on parent, so to speak. My wife works in the corporate world. I'm self-employed, so uh, I, I might literally have a baby strapped uh, to me on baby Bjorn while I'm working. So, um, you know, the kids were with me all the time. And so uh, it was just very normal for my girls um, to run out the front door and go play on our playground uh, without any clothes. It, it just was sort of the normal thing. And, and I won't say that they were nude 100% of the time, nor am I necessarily, but sure. certainly if the weather was agreeable and they chose to be, they could be. And, and I, I certainly promoted uh, that lifestyle. Did you, did, do you ever talk about it with them now? And I'm, I'm curious if, if we were to ask them how it might have, you know, growing up naturist, nudist, has shaped them and, and who they are now, what do you think that they would say? Well, one daughter um, is pursuing a career in medicine. And um, she, uh, about this time next year, will be prescribing medicine and treating patients. And it was interesting that early on during her undergrad work, she chose to become licensed as a uh, CNA, Certified Nurse Assistant, which is the worst of worst jobs in medicine. You really are cleaning up people and it's it's not pretty work. And Those people get had, to go to heaven, by the way. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. And um, 
but she had made the comment to me one day actually in discussion that, you know, it's really interesting that she said to me, I don't feel the slightest bit uncomfortable about these people being naked that I, you know, that I don't know and having to deal with them and work with them that she felt like that was uh, largely because of her experience growing up uh, in nudism, that she was able to better be comfortable. And that in turn, she said, made her patients feel more comfortable than they were with a lot of other people, because a lot of people are very uneasy in that yeah. situation. And that causes a patient to be uncomfortable as well. So it was very beneficial to her in that regard. That's, um, that's so cool. So, yes. so Rick, essentially what you're saying is nudism will make your children into doctors. I think that that's what I'm hearing, right? <laughs> so if you're listening and you, you're thinking about this, if you want your kids to be doctors, start them off as nudists. Uh, per perhaps so, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, Focus group I, of one I can't make there. any guarantees about that. Uh, mine, mine will be a, uh, a physician assistant, a PA. Fantastic. And uh, that's the pathway she's chosen. And yep. she'll be uh, beginning to explore what her specialty will be um, in June. So, and then our younger daughter, she is uh, currently working on her undergrad in the arts. And so she's very creative and very artistic. And um, of the two, interestingly enough, I think that it will be her who will end up long-term uh, revisiting nudism as a, her own adult and as with her family. And yeah. um, we just recently had a bowling event, a nude bowling event in Cincinnati, Ohio. Oh, great. And uh and she was there with us bowling and brought one of her friends from kids camp from years and years ago. And so, um, you know, I, she, she is probably the most comfortable of the two. Yeah. Um, so I definitely see her pursuing um, that lifestyle in earnest as an adult moving forward. And in fact, she has asked me about the, the the nudist venue that we commonly uh, go to, you know, she had asked me about, you know, what do I do if I want to take, you know, a friend from college? Mm -hmm. And uh, so, I mean, she definitely has had that conversation with friends in college and is somewhat promoting the lifestyle. So I'm very uh, excited about that. That is terrific. So what made you want to get involved in promoting family nudism and how did, how did kids camp begin? Well, the, and those are two very different questions. Let me, let me address the first one. Um, why family nudism early on with our girls, um, barely toddlers. Um, I did a fair amount of research. Uh, I, I enjoyed the lifestyle. Um, I thought that it, it was fun and comfortable and we have a unique living situation that allowed for it pretty much all the time. And, um, but I did not know, is, is, is it really okay, good, 
but for kids. Now, I assumed that it was. I saw no harm in it whatsoever, and I felt like um, I was a relatively tuned-in parent. Um, But I really didn't know. And so I did my research, and um, it turns out, much to uh, the surprise of most people, there have actually been three or four university level studies on the effects of social nudism with children. One of these studies went on for, I, I think, don't quote me on this, 15 years or more that they followed these They kids. followed them, yeah, after. Yes. Yeah, and long enough that some of these kids had their own kids, wow. <laughs> you know, so they uh, had a really good grip. And there's an excellent book I'd advise any parent uh, who is weighing out uh, this topic at all. I would advise uh, that you try to track down a copy of the book. It's, it's hard to find. It's out of print. But it's called uh, Growing Up Without Shame, The Naked Child. And what it is, in a nutshell, is it is a compilation of these various studies that have been mm. done. And it's summarized very, very well by a gentleman who was involved in one of the studies who openly admits in the beginning of the book that he did the study to show that it was not a good idea. Oh, oh so he <laughs> started off way, to prove that it was not a good idea. That was his, his point or, of view. Or at least it was his assumption that- Oh, the, fascinating. Uh, you know, and, and as you know, with studies and uh, anything scientific, that's, that's usually very taboo to enter a study with a preconceived assumption as to how this is going to end because you can bias the study um, pretty, pretty harshly. But in reality, what this gentleman kept coming up with were really good reasons why this is a good idea. Wow. And um, in, in short, he makes a statement uh, at one point in the book that not only did he find that it was not harmful, but that it was most likely beneficial to these children. And that, that sold me when I read that statement from a PhD who this, you know, had devoted uh, a number of years to the study. And um, anyway, as you go through the book, there's just a ton of data points that you can read. And of course, these are older studies. I'd love to see someone do this sort of study again uh, in this uh, century. Sure. But um, but these were, I believe, the the last study was in the 80s when it ended. But it, it was amazing, it, right down to such things as, as compared to the general public, nudist children tend to choose better spouses. Uh, that are that are uh, more like themselves, that enjoy things that they enjoy, and have better longer-term relationships. Wow. And so, I mean, there there were just too many positive um, benefits that I kept reading that were popping up in this study for me to ignore. And I thought, well, wow, you know, good. I want that for my kids. And um, so. That sort of that sort of tied the deal up nicely uh, with a bow for me, and um, and 
in all fairness, it probably helped me to justify it as well, because mm. I know that there, there would have been a point at some point where I had to confront a uh, an in-law or a grandparent or an uncle or cousin or maybe a friend from school whose parent, you know, found out through, you know, a comment from one of our children. Sure. And I want it to be able to be armed with the right information to say, well, this, let me explain what's going on. So that's sort of how I came to that point. Um, so later on, uh, that takes us to the next step, actually, where I am be beginning at this point in our life to actively take the two girls, my wife, and go to a nudist venue that used to be in Cincinnati. Unfortunately, that uh, facility has lost their property and been uh, replaced by a housing development. It's uh, yeah. kind was, of a common story. It happens, and but that was a, this is a family nudist club, basically, right? It was. It yeah. was a Anner recognized club, yeah. uh, a very old one that had been around forever, and had just an amazing um, membership that embraced my family, and um, you know we felt very welcome there. Had a wonderful pool. And it was just uh, a really nice place to get away for an afternoon and close enough to us that we could drive there, enjoy an afternoon and come home the same day if we wanted. And um, that led to me uh, camping there over the course of weekends here and there. And somewhere along the way, as the girls became a little older, they began to attend a day camp that was in the Cincinnati area that was um, part of a nature facility. Got it. And, so not a naturist uh, facility, but you exactly. Know, everybody's exactly. wearing clothes. Yeah. Everybody's wearing clothes. <laughs> okay. And so this was part of a 2000 acre nature preserve that uh, is managed and uh, they have a wonderful day camp program during the summer for kids. And a friend of mine worked at this facility and um, had invited our girls to join uh, one of the camps one year. They absolutely loved the camp. And the structure of the camp was, it's a five day per week camp. Uh, it's a day camp. So you drop your child off and then need to pick them back up in the uh, afternoon, late afternoon. Well, Cincinnati's just far enough away from our home that it doesn't make sense. You can't drive back and forth every day okay. like that. So what we would do is I would take the camper, the girls, we would go to the nudist resort and camp for the week. And then I would just commute back and forth across Cincinnati, um, during the day. And this worked very well, but as I'm sitting alone at this wonderful nudist venue in the middle of summer on like Wednesday, and there's not another soul around but myself, I'm thinking, what a wonderful facility sitting here underutilized during the week because everybody's at work. And, um, and I had heard about the 
youth camps that were at the time in vogue down in Florida. And one is still there. In fact, um, um, I, I'm sorry that the name escapes Sunsport? me. Sunsport, thank Sunsport, you. Sunsport, yep. Yeah, Sunsport still has a youth camp every year. Yep. And, um, and I had Schloss read about like, Yeah. Yes, I had yeah. read about their camp and, and seen some of the uh, pictures in the bulletin years ago and thought, man, that is such a neat thing. And I'd, I'd love for my kids to be able to do that someday. Well, I'm sitting alone at this resort thinking, well, why can't we have a camp right here? My kids are not the only kids here. There are other families that we see on the weekend. And um, to make a long story short, I approached the management with the idea. Um, I don't think they were just super excited of, about the idea. Motivated maybe is a better word. I don't, I don't think there was a real motivation there initially. But um, it grew on the management, on the staff. And after about a year, um, we revisited the idea and um, I agreed to sort of write the curriculum. I'm a science buff, I'm not a teacher, but uh, I do uh, presentations in elementary schools uh, with kids about science and uh, do science projects. Uh, uh, as a volunteer, I'll go into our elementary schools with projects that the kids can do. And um, so I've always sort of enjoyed sharing science with kids. Sure. And um, so, you know, it was just natural for me to say, well, hey, let's make it a science camp. Um, it'll just be a naked science camp, but it'll be a science camp. And this whole structure of a day camp, I kind of like, because we don't really want to be taking care of everyone's kids at night. So this works well. And, um, and that's where it all began. And, and, and how long ago was this? Oh, gosh, I can't tell you the exact year. It was Roughly. about this will be kids camp 11 coming wow. up this year. Rick, so it was 11 years ago. That's a tremendous commitment to family nudism and promoting that. it and that's... <laughs> well I never saw it coming I certainly uh, didn't set out to be doing this for over a decade uh, we started our camp one with literally eight children and a $500 budget okay and, and now uh, how many children did you have last like at your peak we had because I know COVID probably had... took a you know you took a little dip for COVID probably right Oddly enough, no. Oh, wow. We, we have increased kids every single year from the beginning. Uh, last year, we had 45 kids 45. for the entire week. And uh, what's interesting about that is we are no longer at our original venue. We're now at a venue that's not close to a major city. So parents don't really drop their kids off and come back to pick them up at the end of the day. Instead, they travel from as far as 1,000 miles away to come to our camp, and they camp the entire week with their family, with their kids. So it has grown into something that we never saw uh, coming 
from the beginning where these families take an entire week off to come to camp and the parents love it because they have time to go hang out at the pool and and share their life with other nudist parents which is oh. not always the case if you know it's it's very often that um a child shows up at a resort and they are the only child there um, happens and all the, the time the parents you know, don't really have their uh, peers to interact with. So we always say it, it has become that camp has something to offer everybody now. Uh, the parents, you know, aren't really going to camp, but they have their own uh, thing going on. <laughs> but they and, kind of are, yeah. <laughs> yes, and, and they love it that they, they sort of, they sign their kids in in the morning and will look at me and go, they're all yours, Rick, and I am so thankful. <laughs> <laughs> what so I'm sure you hear from parents about what the camp has meant to their kids. What do, what do you think what do you hear? What do you hear for them from them? And 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 what it might mean even for their family, right? Right. Um you know, it, it has varied greatly uh as you might imagine. Nothing negative ever everything positive um some kids i may not see or or interact with at any other point during the year there are other kids that we are close to uh family friends even who i will have time to interact with um and what i get a lot of are parents that will reach out to me and say, hey, I just wanted to let you know my, my child has been asking all week when camp's going to be again. Mm. And uh, so it, it, that's huge for me. I, I know when I hear that, that you know, we're leaving a good impression on the child and that they want to come back, and, and they do. We have probably close to 95% return rate until the child's wow. 18 years old until wow. they leave because Rick. they're going to college. And um, so, you know, that's, that's huge. I guess the best feedback we can get is that they bring their child back next year yep. repeatedly. And um, the other thing that we get, which, uh, which I, I just love because I am a science buff and I do enjoy uh, teaching these kids a little about what I know about science. Mm -hmm. And um, the other thing I get is a parent once in a while who will reach out to me and go, so we were at the zoo the other day and my child comes running and yelling, come look, come look, I found crinoids over here in the rocks. And, and I know, you know, that, wow, they were listening. They, they remembered what they learned at camp. And everything we do at camp science-wise is very experiential. If, if, we're, if we're doing a physics experiment, we're probably building and launching rockets. If yeah. we are uh, uh, learning about fossils, we're going out and finding fossils and bringing them in and identifying them and touching them and feeling them. And, you know, it, it's all part of experiencing what it is we are trying to teach and it um you know getting that feedback from a parent that says that their child actually 
uh, was coaching them on something that they had learned at camp is is priceless. Do the parents ever talk about sort of the the nudist or naturist benefits of kids participating in this? Do they ever? I mean, certainly they're learning science, which is awesome. Uh, but but do the parents also mention the other side of that? They do. Um, I will I will brag about one family in particular that um, the father of five children, the father um, had shared with me the story where his oldest daughter had been having some self-esteem issues, some, uh, I hate to say it, but sort of, sort of in this day and age, very normal um, coming of age. Body issues? Teen body girl image body issues. issues. Yep. Yep. And, um, and the parents were concerned about it. So they went to a therapist and discussed what was going on. And somehow they hit upon a therapist who actually said, you know, this is gonna sound crazy, but have you ever thought about taking your child to a nudist resort? Oh wait, so they because weren't nudists to start, they weren't nudists to start off with. They were not. Oh, and not so the therapist actually all. threw that idea out for the first time. Absolutely. So a wow. mental health professional actually said, you know, you should think about this. And they did. Um, they loaded up the kids and Whoa. headed off to uh, a resort and discovered that they absolutely loved the lifestyle. And, uh, and this young lady um, is probably the most natural, most comfortable nudist that I've ever met. She wow. is just so incredibly comfortable and with herself that you can't help but to feel comfortable with her. And, um, and I'm very proud to say that she is one of our, what we call counselors in training. Uh, as a young college student, she is uh, actually uh, serving our camp now in the summer and helping us um, to to keep moving forward with our program and uh, an amazing young lady and so this family uh yes they literally um got into nudism because of a mental health concern and under the advice of a doctor which to <laughs> me is, is is an amazing story so i'm thrilled to uh, hear that Yes, That's great. and so it it is it is we we do hear all kinds of things, um, um, but probably the one I hear the most is um, that the child's self esteem has benefited. Yeah. Their their comfort with their own body has benefited and i've seen it and we hear a lot of you know hey uh little bobby came to camp this this week uh scared to death of the water and now i can't get him out of the pool hmm. you know so being with their peers through the week uh definitely has a, a growth benefit as all camps do I, whether it's boy scouts or whatever sure. 
those camp programs are incredible programs for growth and your child always comes back from camp a little different person than they left home. And here they just come with an all over tan. Uh, That's right. Yeah. Exactly. So what, <laughs> Hopefully what are... tan, not sunburn. Yes. We use a lot of sunscreen. Uh, let me tell you, we. <laughs> I bet you just gallons, gallons. Hey, you can't uh, breathe at times. So you do this, you do this kids camp at an established family nudist camp, right? Um, a, a club, Correct. Club, established yes. family nudist club. And uh, so while camp is going on, you have regular members sitting at the pool and, and observing this, right? Uh, what, how do they react to the, to, to all of this going on? Well, it, that's a, that, that's an excellent question. The first thing, first off, I want to say that at least in our part of the country, um, during the week at these various venues, the, there are very few people, it seems. Uh, I, I've yet to be at one uh, north of Florida that is as busy during the week as they are. When I go to Florida, I'm always amazed that, wow, there are people everywhere. Like um, on a Tuesday, right? Yeah. Yes, like on a Tuesday. Yeah. And uh, so... So there aren't as many people as you might imagine, even though the membership is, is quite strong. Um, but there are members that will come in and out. Um, and the first year at this particular venue, um, we were immediately um, complimented at the end of camp, uh, very publicly by two or three different members uh, of this uh, facility who went out of their way to come tell us how amazed that they were, that the kids were so respectful, that they cleaned up after themselves. They didn't leave pool toys in the pool when they got out of the pool, um, that they were, they were thoroughly impressed uh, that we could have that many kids and they could still enjoy the facility as well. And or um, maybe they're a little skeptical at first because I think so. You know, I see this at, at the club I go to sometimes. Um, I, you know, we had a, there's a family that comes and they have three kids in there. You know, they were just playing with other kids in the pool and, you know, being loud and just having a good time. And they're, place I go to has several pools and so there's kind of go not to the main one uh, and you know they were just having a good time and, the, and you know one woman went to the mom and just said you know you need to tell them to stop yelling and uh, you know she's like they're kids and they're playing in a pool with other kids how can I tell them to stop yelling it's 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 you know so I would imagine there's an element who looked at this kids camp and sort of rolled their eyes <laughs> when they knew that it was coming and maybe wasn't so enthusiastic about having to put up with those kids for a week. That, that is absolutely true. And um, I have only ever heard one complaint um, and it, it's exactly what you just uh, expressed yourself. And that is that, well, you know, I do pay to use this facility 
all year long. And if there are 14 little kids in the swimming pool, then I don't feel like I can use the pool. There's just too much screaming and playing and stuff. The thing is that um, in our case, we schedule that pool time throughout the day. Um, 51 other weeks. Like they're in there from beginning to end. We, we have a very full schedule for the day. And so they're lucky if they get a full hour in the pool. Mm. And, um, and there will be, let's say, four groups of kids staggered by age that are all doing their program in stages and so, uh, so throughout the entire day, technically speaking, there should only be four hours that the pool is consumed by children. The rest of the time, uh, it's free. So, but it will never. Know, uh, it'll always be too much for some people, though, right? You know. I think so. I mean, yeah. there's no question about it. Um, now, having said that, I will say this as well: most nudist parents are very conscientious of what what we're talking about and they try to keep their children um you know on that end of the pool away yeah. from the lady who's floating on a float trying to read a novel right yeah. Yeah, yeah. and and you know it's it's not generally a big problem um but i'm sure that there are people um who, who probably allow their kids to become more of an issue than they should mm-hmm. be. Sure. And, and I think it, I do think it's fair for the lady to, to say, you know, um, it, it would be great if your kid wasn't screaming at the top of their lungs yeah. for the next two hours, like the previous two hours. <laughs> but, but at the same time, um, what I have seen yeah. Yeah. overwhelmingly, what I have seen is that, most nudists love seeing the kids come and play and enjoy the pool and this, you know, they, they, uh, they, they enjoy having the kids around, you know, the kids, kids are sort of a part of our society, you know, it, they are the, they are part, they are a very large part of our society that we see and deal with every day, all day long, whether you're at a nudist, in you or otherwise, whether yep. you're at Walmart or at uh, the grocery store. And just as you see some and take note of, uh, of a child who's um, smiling at them or holding their dad's hand or yep. helping to get groceries or wanting to push the shopping cart, just as people notice that and enjoy those activities, um, even though they're not their children, they enjoy yep. watching and seeing these children. And the same thing is true at a yep. nudist resort. And, you know, I think that 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 is um, I, I used to always say that. It is the new it is the child that to me sort of legitimizes the family nudist resort. Yes. Without the children then it's just a bunch of adults and we can't call this family nudism anymore. And, um, you know, you pretty much know that if there are families here, people are well-behaved. People are are behaving well. 
And, um, yeah. and there are clubs that are only in places and venues that are only adults, you know, and if, if that's what you're looking for, a purely adult experience, big A or little A, um, you can, you can have that. Um, but family, family clubs, true. you're going to, you know, if we do our job right, you're going to run into families. I, I have to ask Rick, Rick, what role has Anner played with the kids camp and how do they, how do they impact it? Well, it's interesting that, um, and, and again, I'm sorry to interrupt, kid- but just for those people who don't know what Anner is, it's the, uh, Oh man, let me make sure I get this right. American, American Association, Association of Recreation. American Association of Nude Recreation for Nude Recreation. There we go. Okay. Just for those people who are listening, who might not necessarily know what Anner is. So it's like the, the association that exists to promote and support family nudism here uh, in the U.S. Well, and, and let me point out, Scott, that you just hit the nail on the head. A lot of people don't realize that Anner is about family nudism. Uh, if you go to an Anner recognized club with very few exceptions, they have agreed that this club will be family friendly. And so if you're if you are out there with a family and you're thinking about, I want to find some place to go like this, look for an Anner uh, club, a club that is recognized by Anner and you will most likely be very happy with the people you encounter there. Um, so Anner did not even know about us as a camp to start with because we we weren't asking for help from anyone. We were just, just literally taking care. Of, we were literally taking care of our own kids, um, uh, myself and uh, another parent or two that had kids in the program. And we were, it was sort of, we're just taking care of our own kids. Somewhere around kids camp two or three, and, and I can't remember the exact year, um, Anner Midwest, the Midwest region of Anner, um, a gentleman and his wife who were on the board for Anner Midwest um, came to see what we were doing. They heard that there was a kids camp going on and they wanted to see what this was all about. After uh, observing our camp for a couple of hours, they asked if I could could, uh, step out with them for a conversation. And the conversation was sort of, we had no idea this was going on. This is amazing and we mm. want to help. How can we help? What do you need? Um, we, we can maybe get you some funding. Hey, yep. Could some money help? And of course, money always helps, right? So, <laughs> so we, um, that was my first interaction with Anner other than being a member of Anner. That was my first interaction. And from that, uh, Anner Midwest has funded our program in the form of a grant every year yep. to help with the expenses involved. And those expenses from year to year have been dramatically different. One year, the we might put into the budget and ask for a thousand dollars to help pay for some of the uh, just general expenses of running 
um, the camp, buying art sure. supplies, paper, ink, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, this year, um, we had put in for quite a bit more money because we we really desperately needed a large cargo trailer to store all of our gear and equipment in. We had a smaller one from a few years ago, and we've simply grown out of it. Sure. And no one batted an eye. They stepped right up to the plate and said, we absolutely want to make this happen. So Inner Midwest has just been amazing to work with, and they have been amazingly supportive. How about Anner Anner? The, the sort of... No. Yeah. Anner Anner or Anner International, as it's called these days, I suppose, yeah. uh, they are on the same page as well. In fact, um, if you read the bulletin, um, our executive director of Anner, Eric, um, mm -hmm. Eric uh, he talks about raising his children in nudism constantly. Yeah, I really appreciate uh, his that. children. Yes, and his children are, of course, adults these days. And uh, but he really shares, you know, the wonderful stories about uh, having his children uh, in the lifestyle. And so he is very much, uh, very uh, committed to helping uh, grow the family side of of Anner. Um, and it. An interesting little side note here is that our president of Anner International um, actually brought her grandson to our camp this last year. Oh, that's fantastic. And we were very honored to have her and her, her grandson was delightful to have. But um, so on, on the support side, um, Anner International has a program and uh, Having said this, let me let me back up just a little bit. Um, Susan Kappa and myself, both of which you'll read uh, articles and, and different things in the bulletin, we are the co-chairs of the Anner Youth Committee. Um, and as such, the reason that was set up is our mission is to actually help other regions set up camps, other resorts uh, set up camps, um, just as an advisory position more yep, than yep. anything. You've, you've so, learned a lot, and so you're willing to share what you've learned if there exactly. are yeah, clubs that want to. Exactly. So, um, so that's one way they have helped. They wow, have uh, helped us to spread the word. Um, and so if there's any anybody out there listening who wants to set up one of these camps, please get a hold of us and we will definitely uh, share what we've learned. We're not going to run your camp. Yep. Uh, we're just going to tell you what we have learned and we'll share some really interesting things that you need to know, like Anner International will cost share your camp. Yeah. So but, but up there's to still a certain there are still things that you, you know, you still have expenses that you all, you have to do fundraising for, right? So, so if there's exactly. somebody listening here who is interested in investing in that next generation of, of nudism and naturism, I, I would imagine there's going to be an online link that I can go ahead and post in the show notes where people can make a contribution to you. Is that right? Absolutely. We, we will put that uh, link there. Uh, it will take them to enter 
Midwest website, and there they can view our um, our camp website that talks about our camp and what we do. And there's a very good explanation on that page about our expenses. It costs this year. It will cost about $125 per child and per camp counselor who volunteers. We're all volunteer. Yep. Um, everyone who comes and works at this camp is taking a week off of work and volunteering and paying their own way. And so um, these camp counselors, uh, we try to feed them and house them as well. Each one of these kids, it's $125 uh, for the week to serve them three hot meals. Yep. And um, we have a volunteer kitchen staff that takes care of that for us. And, and I think there's uh, an article on the in the current issue of the bulletin on that, right? Ex exactly. And yeah. so we have no obligation to pay that expense, but Susan Kappa's mission in life is to make sure that every kid and every counselor at camp uh, is fed for the week. And she's just done a wonderful job so far every year as we've grown. She has been able to reach out there and, and find funding. Uh, the Anner Education Foundation has granted us funding two years in a row to help pay for uh, the expense of feeding everyone. That's uh, the kids are only asked to pay $100 for the whole week for camp. That's mm -hmm. their camp expense total. Yep. And in all fairness, there, uh, and again, you'll see this on our website, um, there are opportunities for helping a kid get to camp yep. because we do have families that just simply can't afford to pay for all their kids to come to camp and take a week off work and feed them. And it just, it becomes an expensive endeavor if you have more than, than one child. Yep. And so we are in a, in a wonderful position generally, um, to be able to offer scholarships, so to speak, or what we call sponsorships to these kids. So these kids never know who uh, granted them yeah. uh, money to come to camp, but uh, they know that they have been given a gift. Great. And as we now have matured to the point where we have kids returning as young college adults that want to help run our program, they are paying that gift forward because a lot of those kids actually received that sort of funding to help wow. pay for their camp expenses. And so, um, you know, there are, there are ways to help and we do appreciate that help more than yep. you can imagine. Great. Well, uh, as I mentioned, the link will be in the show notes uh, to where you can learn more about Kids Camp and you can, you know, if you're listening and you want to help ensure the future of nudism and promote the sort of family nudism that we are, so many of us are here in it for, uh, please do consider giving. And uh, so, Rick, I have one last question for you. What advice would you give a parent or parents out there who are considering involving their children in nudism or naturism? Do your research. Don't be afraid to, um, to ask, don't be afraid to doubt whether or not it's a smart idea. Um, I think it's very natural in our society to, to question 
um, is this a smart idea? Is this good for my child? Is it not good for my child? So don't be afraid to do the research and uh, as, as I did. And, uh, you know, I, I think that you will become empowered if you do so. Uh, I don't think you're going to do any level of, of research at all and find out that there's a negative aspect to this. Uh, I can tell you that your children will have an amazing time uh, running around uh, being humans, you know, just being in their own skin and enjoying uh, uh, life as, as we were born to enjoy it. Uh, I'm very thankful for clothes. Hey, in the wintertime here, I've got four <laughs> layers on and, and I totally understand why we need clothing, believe me. But at the same time, uh, you know, uh, children are natural nudists. Uh, the majority of toddlers, if you give them an opportunity, they're going to rip their diaper off and go running naked. That is their natural tendency. There are very few children under the age of, of five or six that have any sense of shame whatsoever when it comes to their body. Yeah. And, you know, it, it is largely modern and Western cultures that tend to start building that into the child. Um, and it's not ever that anybody intentionally does it. It's just a function of the child um, picking up on cues, social cues. Yeah, from the culture. And so, you know, I, my advice is uh, take your child, go to a resort, enjoy a weekend, and, um, and let, let your child guide you on it. I think you're going to find out your child had a better time than you did and they're ready to go back next weekend. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's, uh, I, I'm a believer that families that play together, stay together. And uh, it is very true that when you go to a nudist venue, the overwhelming majority of the time you'll be asked to leave your cell phone in your cabin or RV yep. uh, because of cameras, you know. So most of them have uh, rules about cell phones and cameras and distractions of that nature. And all of a sudden you find yourself sort of like my parents would have been just mm -hmm. having fun with their kid and, you know, interacting with other people. Yeah. And so it, it's valuable time. I mean, Speaking as a father with two adult kids now, I can tell you, even if you spend every single day with your children, it is but a blink of an eye and they'll be gone. So take every moment that you can and just uh, enjoy life with them. And there's no better place, no better place, no safer place. I promise you, your children are safe. When you go to an inner club, there are so many people who are invested in making sure that your child is safe when you go to one of these places. When you go to Walmart, nobody is watching out for your child. Nobody uh, is paying attention if your child wanders off. Nobody um, 
feels even empowered to step up and go, uh, do you know your child's over here doing something that they shouldn't? But at a nudist club? Is, at a nudist club, it's a very different thing. Very if different. a child is being approached by somebody that, uh, that this person recognizes is not part of their family, they will, they will be empowered to stand up, walk across to the other side of the pool and, and, you know, find out what's going on. And, I've and seen that. I never felt that my children could be any safer anywhere. I always said when we would get to the resort, there would be 15 or 20 grandmas and grandpas staring at everything <laughs> that's going on, making sure that my kids are safe. There you go. Well, Rick Sloan, you are fighting the good fight. And you are, you have done so much for family nudism. And I just want to thank you as somebody who is really interested in moving this movement forward. You're doing exactly uh, the work that I would love to see done. So thank you. Thank you to Susan and all the volunteers who work on Kids Camp. And uh, thank you for coming on the show today and telling your story. Well, thank you for having me, and I, I enjoyed it. I hope that we'll be having more conversations in the future. Well, that's it for today's show. Thanks to Rick Sloan for joining me on the podcast today. You'll find a link in the show notes to where you can make a donation through GoFundMe to help make the kids' camp experience possible for campers who otherwise wouldn't be able to participate. I made a donation today, and I hope you'll consider joining me to help ensure the future of nudism. Please subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening to it on, and we have more episodes to come. Also, please reach out to me and tell me what you think about the show. You can reach me at newnudistpodcast at gmail.com. I'm going to leave you uh, today with a poem uh, sent to me by one of my listeners. He is not sure who it's attributed to, but I like it, so I'll read it to you. Be the real you. Take off your clothes. Take off your masks. Drop all pretense. Strip the armor off your body piece by piece. Have the courage to be completely naked, vulnerable, and liberated. Let your bare skin breathe, and let your soul melt into your deepest truths. Listen to your own heartbeat. Let your guard down and just be. Kyle, thanks for sending me that. I'm Scott Klein. Thanks for listening. Make sure you have plenty of nudity, nudity adventures planned for when the weather gets nice. And I hope you have a great naked day. <laughs>